This is episode number 146 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hi, friends. It's Jesse. I'm popping in here before we get to today's episode to let you know that the Postnatal Fitness Specialist Academy is now open for enrollment until October 29th only. The Academy is my fully online course and the only comprehensive certification that helps existing and aspiring exercise and health professionals to support moms in their postnatal recoveries. And now is your opportunity to join our mission of helping postnatal people and moms through what can be the most difficult transition period of their lives. The Academy is everything you'll need to learn how to build postnatal and pelvic health focused classes, sessions, programs, and workshops. It will help you to create a successful to you business or coaching practice. Listen, the moms, they need us. They are tired of being dismissed. They are over feeling misunderstood and they desperately need professionals to understand how to coach and treat them through the physical, mental, and emotional transitions they are undergoing. We want you to become an expert in your community for postpartum care. We want you to experience the immense sense of purpose in your work that comes from supporting postpartum people. And perhaps most importantly, the Academy is going to be heavy on the education, but also on the application. So you will have a clear path of direction after completing all 10 modules of the course on how you can create or grow your business within this industry. So friends, join us inside the Academy. Say yes to adding this essential training to your toolkit All the details are at the link in today's show notes. Be sure to note that enrollment closes on October 29th. We'll see you in there. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell and today we're so lucky to have my friend Tara Abel with us who joined the Postnatal Fitness Specialist Academy, my online course for trainers and health professionals three and a half years ago, because I checked the receipts from it today, you were (laughs) enrolled in the second ever class of the Academy. And what has been so cool just over the last few years is getting to watch Tara build this business and grow as a coach, but also become real life friends with you. So thank you. That's been the best part. Thank you. Yes, it (laughs) has been been so fun. fun. And it's crazy to think it was only three and a half years ago. That's really wild. 
Yeah. So I checked. It was April 2017 when you joined, which was the second class of the academy. And right now through October 29th, we're enrolling our ninth class of the academy in four years, which is so fun. So yeah, I've totally loved getting to know you over this time, which happens with so many of our academy students that we get to become really close with them and become actual friends. But what has been so special in our case too, is that we were living in the same city and actually got to be real life friends in person and our kids got to hang out and we got to just share actual memories together in the real life pre-COVID times. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, luckily in some ways, COVID and you leaving cities happened at the same time because it, it was... It was very, uh, it was quite sad when you left. And I think I would have taken it even harder if we had all not been in lockdown. So, yes. <laughs> so it was okay. But yeah, no, but we miss you and my kids miss your kids. And yeah, but it I was know. so much fun to be able to hang out in real life and really get to know each other. And, and for all of the postnatal fitness academy specialists that have come out and you know, we've all gotten to do these events together and really, you know, there's a real community there and it's so neat to see online too, everyone supporting everyone and what they're coming out with and how they're using what they learned. And I, I love it. I think it's really wonderful. Yeah, I love it too. And it really is such a perfect example of collaboration over competition. Like I would never consider any of us to be in direct competition with each other, which is a mindset thing, number one. And, you know, you have to think a certain way about it, of course, but also just because each of us does have unique abilities, skills, and personal life experiences. So yeah, it's a really such a solid community of people. Yeah, absolutely. That's funny that you should say that about competition, because I was thinking about that the other day, that it's very rare, especially I think in our industry, to have that level of support and mentorship. Whereas, you know, if you were working in, if you're working in an environment where you were the only person that had a certain way of thinking, or because it is a very, I think the academy attracts a, a certain certain type of woman who has certain type of beliefs and, you know, really wants to empower women in a certain way. And if you're in an environment where other people didn't support that or where it was competitive, it would just be, it's, it would be, it would be a completely different thing. And I think that that's something that's really powerful is it's brought all of these women with similar values and, you know, um, a want to really help others and help other women. Um, it's a very women supporting women kind of a, you know, kind of a community. And I think that's just very rare and an, an opportunity that you don't always get. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. Okay. So give us the high level overview, who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into your business structure and the type of coaching you do more after that. Yeah, for sure. So I am a pre and postnatal specialist and I am a certified personal trainer. I am a mom of four. I work almost solely online now, um, doing uh, virtual coaching. And um, that has been so wonderful for, you know, during this time, but, you know, before that as well, having so many little ones. And I, I just became so passionate about helping other women to have the knowledge that 
I was able to find through you and through the academy and just, you know, really working to make fitness and um, I don't do, you know, well, and, and nutrition in, you know, terms of sort of healthy habits and making sure moms are eating and things like that. Um, you know, making sure that, that women have those tools to be able to, to make a change that they might not have thought they would have been able to make because fitness as it's, you know, generally seen is often not for them. It's not made for them and they need it and they need that help. They need that guidance, but they don't have the opportunity. And so I've always, I just became really passionate about giving them realistic solutions, things that are practical, things that will support them as a whole person, not just, you know, as someone who is going to live at the gym because they can't. And yeah. And so that's sort of how, that's sort of how my business has evolved is, you know, realizing that there was that gap and then trying to meet that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So tell us how have you always looked at fitness and exercise and body stuff in this, you know, more flexible, moderate way, or did things shift for you somewhere along the lines? So I think that in, I've always been a very all or nothing personality type. And that just became very apparent that as a mom, that was not something that was serving me or going to work any longer. And it just became very clear that, you know, as I tried to mesh the two together, motherhood and fitness, that, you know, something had to go and it couldn't be either of those things. So it was kind of looking at it and going, okay, how can I do this differently? And so then realizing also that, okay, it's not the end of the world if you have to shift your workout time around or, okay, I can't work out for an hour anymore. That's not going to happen, but I could do 20 minutes and look at all the progress that I can make doing that and finding ways to be consistent, um, as a mom. And that really was, it was really motherhood that did that for me because your time is not your own, your, your life, you know, your body in many ways, um, during the postpartum period is not your own, uh, or cannot be. And, um, so yeah, I found that that really, that motherhood really was what changed that for me. And then through fitness, really, that's how I sort of got away from perfectionism in other areas of my life as well, because it becomes sort of a practice where you just have to say, okay, this is, you know, what's one small thing I can do today that's going to make me feel better or support my goals in whatever way that is. And then what's, you know, how can I how, how can I, you know, let this go? Like, what, what could I let go? What can I take off of my plate? What can be good enough? Instead of, I'm going to sit here and not even get started because I can't do it this certain way. So just helping, I think, you know, like, yeah, motherhood really, it forces you because to do that because you can't, there isn't a way that you can do things perfectly anymore and you can't do it on your own schedule. So it's like, okay, you have to roll with this or you just need to, you're going to have to give it up and giving it up. Wasn't an option for me um, because it's very much my um, for my mental and emotional health as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what both of us find with so many of our clients who are postpartum, whether that's very early on or years later down the road of in motherhood and parenthood, they're just finding like, you know what, this isn't going to work how I always did it, especially when it comes to thinking about their body or how they might be approaching nutrition or exercise things just shift so dramatically in their world, but also in their body too, that yeah, something has to give. And that's usually when they come to someone like us who can support them in that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, I think that, you know, there's a, especially in the fitness industry, there's such an attitude of no excuses, um, you know, just try harder, like, you know, ridiculous things that are just, you know, if, if there is, you know, a newly postpartum mom and she's coming to you and, you know, she's not sleeping, she's not eating, she's, you know, recovering from this huge event that her body has, you know, gone, gone through. How can you look at her and tell her, oh, we'll just try harder. You need to fit into this mold that really was probably invented for, you know, young adults, childless young adults, uh, you know, that have a lot of free time on their hands. And that's just not, not the case. They have to not think they have to be able to show up and not think about it. And they have to be able to, it has to feel easy because they don't need one more thing in their life that feels hard and impossible. And so finding a coach that can work with them on that and really understand and empathize with their situation, I think is so important and empowering for them because then they're coming at fitness and nutrition from a place of being being enough and with what they have to give being enough. And then we can take that and work with it as opposed to them showing up and us saying, well, that's not good enough. You know, those are excuses. And they're saying, well, this is actually my life. So (laughs) that I can't escape. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So by the time April, 2017, that was the class Mm -hmm. of the Academy that you joined. What was happening in your life at that point? Oh gosh. Okay. So 20, 2017. So that would have been when I was just, I think newly pregnant. Yes. That's exactly what was going on because that played a huge part in um, some of my hesitations, I think in joining the Academy as well, because I already had three kids, you know, very young. And I was already thinking, I don't know, can I, you know, I had realized that, so I guess, you know, so what had happened is after I, after I had had my first two kids, I really rediscovered fitness in a lot of ways. And then, like I said, just realized that how it was going to, you know, how that was going to look in my life was going to be very different. But I think a lot of my friends and family were seeing this. um, And that sort of was what got me, you know, they were asking me these questions and I wanted to be able to give them real educated answers that, you know, that I was qualified to give. And I started to think about becoming a trainer. And then I did that during, I think that was during my pregnancy with my third. So by the time, and my biggest fear was sort of that I was going to start, you know, what, you know, that I wanted to start down this career path and I was going to get pregnant again. And could I do it? And all of these different things. And so, and so at the time, um, because we knew we weren't done having kids. And so I decided, well, 
we're just going to go for it. So I decided to do the Academy and I, I remember I did my, my personal training certification, breastfeeding on the couch for a lot of it, I feel like. And that was the same with the Academy. It was very similar where I think I just tried, um, I, you know, I made sure I timed it so that I could do it with a fresh brain before the baby showed up and I was going to be in that situation again <laughs> with the breastfeeding on the couch. So it was really, uh, it was challenging, but I was so glad that I, that I did that at the time and, you know, and that I proved to myself that I could do that, even though, you know, life is, life is going to be what it's going to be, but um, yeah, so that's very much what was happening then. Yeah, I love hearing about that. And uh, when you're saying all of this, it really makes me think about my own postpartum experiences too. And also pregnancies were having another focus outside of only being the milk producer for the baby, like saved me mentally and emotionally in so many ways, having my business, having the academy, having these outlets that were outside the family, like those saved my postpartum experiences for me, hands down. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I feel like it's so funny because in the beginning, it was almost like motherhood was what was holding me back in a lot of ways from the things I wanted to do. And I was miserable and I didn't want that to be my choice or, or everything for me. And honestly, it felt like, um, when I, you know, the trouble was that at the time too, I was very much surrounded by a culture of, you know, have babies, stay home, you know, just give up things that you're interested in. You're the milk producer, you're the stay at home mom. And those things are all fine for some women. And that's what they're happy doing. I was not happy. I was so miserable. And so just, you know, moving through my day with nothing that I was really passionate about. And, you know, without, I felt like I wasn't contributing to the world or my community. And I had all of this passion that was just sitting there. And honestly, having the Academy really, really saved me because it gave me something that I would have never had otherwise, because it allowed me to First of all, it surrounded me with other women that wanted the same things as I did. It also gave me a way that I could, you know, put my, you know, you know, make use of all of these, these goals that I had and the, and the passion that I had and gave me the tools to actually help women, um, which is what I wanted to do, especially women who were like me in my situation and giving, you know, helping them to get out of it. And for a lot of us, getting your sorted out with your body is one of your you know, it really grounds you. Um, and then I, and then the other thing was that it gave me, um, it really did having the business allowed me to, I don't know how to say this in a way that's not going to sound cheesy. So I'm just going to go for it, but, um, it really allowed me to become the person that I knew I wanted to be, but was very stuck in a place where that was not widely understood why I wanted that or widely supported, or it was kind of like, well, you could do that, but you could just also just be a mom. And this gave me what I needed to say, no, like this is what I want for myself and allowed me to build a business from home. Like really, there is no other circumstance I think that really would have worked in my situation. Um, 
for me to be able to do any of this. And so I am so grateful for it truly because I, I don't know where I would be. And I sincerely hope it would not be still wandering around my house in a fog, uh, feeling miserable. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. You're giving me goosebumps. You know what? I've been thinking about this so much recently too, with the pandemic and this huge mass amount of women moms leaving the workforce and it's something that we can absolutely appreciate as moms and with school-aged kids and being you know more so the primary parent in our family with partners who work outside the home and our lives and our businesses are more flexible in terms of when the work needs to get done can happen at sometimes random hours and chunks of time throughout the day but Oh, I just like, it fills me with such excitement and joy to have this business and to continue working on it and to see people like you and so many of our other academy students who have continued to grow their business through this time and continue to have this thing to work on, even as they might be homeschooling their kids or still doing drop off and pick up all the time. Like you still have this thing that is yours and you are still you know, growing your wealth and your financial stability and contributing to the family, like that stuff is so meaningful. Oh, absolutely. Yes. It has been, oh, I know there's been so many times where with COVID, where there's so many, just so much, so much, and something had to go. And there were honestly, like in really hard days, you're, you know, you do think like, oh man, like what, like, you know, could it be the business? Is that, and it was just non-negotiable for me, but that's not like, yeah, it really, it has become a a huge part of my identity, a huge source of, um, this might sound silly, but honestly, a huge self, uh, you know, sense of self-esteem as well, because I'm, you know, really proud of what I've built and I am proud of what I've, you know, helped other women achieve. And that's a, that's something that, yeah, like you said, no one can take that away from you. And that, and yes, the ability to have the financial stability when everything is going on right now and the flexibility is again, like something that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that you could do that with many other things because the ability to be able to work at nap time, to be able to, the amount of times where, uh, my husband jokes that my, that like my bed is my office because I'm just in there with my laptop and my electric blanket typing away or whatever. He's like, okay, I'll just leave you alone. But I mean, it's what you need to do. You can just hide in your room, you know, (laughs) during that time or whatever and type or, you know, late at night really quick. You can just, you know, read another module or whatever it is or help, you know, a client with their programming or whatnot. But so, you know, and it's so it's, which could sound to some people like that wouldn't be ideal, but it is, it's exactly ideal for moms because we don't, it's again, we don't have that all or nothing nine to five. That just doesn't, that's not our life if you're trying to work at home during COVID. So it really gives you that sense of, you know, and, you know, COVID or not, we all know how much all of us were just trying to move through our day, at, you know, regularly anyway. So yeah, it gives you a freedom with your, with your time and what you're able to do that is very, very rare, I think. Yeah, totally. So more specifically, what does work time and business time look for you right now? When are you working? When are you checking in with clients? What is your day like? Yeah. So, uh, I make myself a schedule very often. The schedule never happens. 
but it makes me feel a whole lot better to pretend I have these work blocks. It's just not a thing. But (laughs) what really happens is uh, I actually set hours recently and it's been very helpful uh, with clients. So, you know, Monday to Friday, uh, I do have uh, nine to five as my hours, but it's not that I won't respond outside those hours, but just for myself to feel like I can shut off if I need to, or if I'm having family time, I'm at family time. Um, I have everyone in school for a very short window on uh, a couple mornings a week. And my mom is so wonderful and uh, supportive. And she takes the younger two that aren't in full-time school one afternoon a week. And so somehow (laughs) in those three time blocks and occasionally afternoon time, that's usually when my kids will get, you know, movie time or whatever. So then I'll, you know, do it then. But most of the time I don't work, you know, I, I don't work late hours. I'm not up, you know, at all hours of the morning or whatever, because I just can't. I just won't. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm not a morning person and I'm going to stop trying to be. It's just, it's fine. Yes. Yeah. Do <laughs> not force right. it. No. And then I guess, um, and then the other thing is if I need to, so, you know, occasionally I'll be filming videos or um, where I need everyone out of the house or, you know, this is very rare that this happens, but I will occasionally, you know, uh, my husband will take the kids out and I'll have a Saturday afternoon where I bust out a couple hours of videos or whatever it is. And lots of times kids are in the videos and it's fine. Um, so that's sort of how, you know, and I book, you know, if the clients, if, if we're doing our calls where, you know, for any one-on-one clients, I just schedule those during times. Like I have a booking, booking software and they can pick times when I, you know, I put into the schedule times that I can anticipate that the kids are either going to be in bed or uh, out at school or watching a movie. Those are, (laughs) and if my clients have kids in their sessions, it is what it is because this is real life. So, yeah. I love this so much because this is so similar to what my business looks like. And if you're an entrepreneur and a mom listening in, you probably get this too, is that you know, it's not this picture perfect setup that we have often think like we need to get all these things lined up and then we'll start the thing. Then we'll start the business. But for us, it's just been like the kids are around. You hear them maybe crying in the background. They're crawling on me in this demo video and like whatever, because you actually get it too. They're like, oh yeah, that's what it looks like. They love it. I've honestly had clients tell me that they love Cause I was, I, I was filming a video and I, you know, got down on hands and knees or something and made some remark about how many crumbs there were on my floor. And my client loved it. She was like, Oh yeah, my floor is a mess. She was like, I love that you have crumbs on your floor. And one time my daughter ate a banana peel, like not the banana, a banana peel on a live video stream when she came up in the background behind me. And I didn't even notice until someone typed into the chat box, like, just so you know, and they thought it was hysterical. Like, it was great because this is what it is, right? And they're like, oh, it's so refreshing to see because all of these, this is what I mean about fitness not being for moms. All of these, like these videos and these, you know, and these trainers and whoever, it's like all of these, you know, I always joke that it's like, let's get on our bikinis and go hang out by our infinity pools. That is not what fitness looks like for moms, right? And a lot of times they don't have access to a gym either. Some clients do some don't. And seeing that, yeah, you can still move your body and feel better at home 
with the very simple things that you have available to you, sometimes just your body. And you can still feel better than, you know, how you're feeling right now. Yes. It is amongst the mess and the chaos and you didn't change your clothes and you did it at 10 PM and cool. Let's work with exactly that. Not pretend that your life is something different because then we're never going to find success in the program. Absolutely. It is. It's honestly life-changing those things that, and I mean, and I think that was part of that shift too. Um, when motherhood came into play, just realizing these game-changing things from you, a lot of it, but things like, oh, I don't have to change my clothes. I don't have to try to wrestle myself into a sports bra while some kid like tugs on my pant leg and is like, I need another snack. It's so nice to just, just do it. You just get it done and you remove the barriers and you realize it doesn't have to be as hard as we're making it. And I think that it's just such a beautiful gift to moms because you're taking things off their plate, right? You're making it achievable for them. You're, you're giving them a sense of success and pride and, you know, rather than feeling defeated and like this can't be for them and excluded. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Very last question for you. What is it that you love so much about the work that you do with your clients? Oh man. So many things. I, I just love coaching so much. I love, I just, the feeling that, for example, so I had, this is probably this, I don't know, this probably sums it up the best, but I had a client the other day and she is a single mom. She has young kids and she is just an absolutely amazing person who has literally not jumped for years because she's afraid. And we got her jumping and the pride that she felt when she was able to jump, like I, it almost brought me to tears because it is so incredible. And then to see, to see sort of where women, that so many women would have stayed in that place where they, they literally can't do these basic things that they, they need to do. They need to be able to do them. They deserve to be able to do them because no one show, showed them how, no one's helped them to move past that fear. And when, you know, just being able to hear from her when she was able to do that was just absolutely amazing because it was life-changing for her. Like, honestly, life-changing. Like if you think of having three kids, never being able to jump, things like that. And those are the kind of clients that I work with all the time, clients that aren't able to carry their kids because their back is hurting or, you know, and these, these things that seem that I think a lot of people take for granted and being able to help these women to, you know, you know, my favorite messages are the clients that say, you know, I just pulled my kids in a sled and it was this really long, you know, we were out for like two hours. It was a big ordeal. And I didn't even break a sweat or I carried my kid on my back. Didn't hurt once, you know, all of these amazing things like that. It's just, it's so, I don't know. It's honestly just so beautiful to see and just makes me feel so, you know, proud to do what I do, but just so genuinely thrilled for these women and it's just, I just can't get enough of it. I love it so much. And that, so I think that's my favorite thing is honestly just seeing what an impact that you can have in, in these women's lives. And the fact that you, you really can be, 
like a lifeline for them in a very, very difficult chapter when they may not have very many other supports, but someone to tell them that it's okay, you know, like what they're feeling is normal, that what they're experiencing is okay. And, you know, and taking what they can give and turning it into something that makes them feel good and feel proud. It's just, it's just wonderful. I love it so much. That's the best. It's such joy. It's such joy. Well, thank you so much. It is an honor to know you, to call your friend and to do this work alongside you in this industry. Truly. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, like, honestly, Jesse, I don't know. I don't know where I would be without you. And I'm not just saying that as you know, to, you know, I'm not just saying that I mean it (laughs) truly. And I appreciate you and I appreciate the work that you do and how, you know, you've got us to question and, you know, really change so much about the fitness industry for me. And I think far, far beyond, I think, you know, what, what maybe you even know, but you've had such an impact and it's just so wonderful. And I appreciate you. You're the best. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 